Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2022. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2022. And at the end of the year, we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. And tonight, we are starting with Imperial Triumphant with their new album, Spirit of Ecstasy. And we'll conclude with God's Country by Chatpile. So Imperial Triumphant was a uh, a pretty controversial uh, album for us last year. I, <laughs> I was it last year? Or was it was it 2020? It was 2020. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, years, it was two, two years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was toward the end of the year, if I recall. Yeah, I think you're right. Or at least we reviewed it towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, they were quite controversial for us because you guys were pretty damn high on it, and I very much was not. Um, but I cannot deny there is definitely something very intriguing about what Imperial Triumphant is doing. And and when we reviewed uh, White Ward a couple of weeks ago... Um, I definitely remarked that it was kind of what I feel like Imperial I Triumphant was going for, and they actually succeeded <laughs> at it, I suppose. Um, to Which I did not take yeah. very kindly. <laughs> ben was mad, okay? Yeah, Ben was big mad about that one. Um, so one thing I will say after uh, this album, I will amend my statement um, with the White Ward album. I really don't think Imperial Triumphant was going for what White Ward did. Um, okay, good. Uh, no. That's the part. That's another. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because it was like, I really don't think these bands have the same goals. Yeah. Um, I uh, Admittedly, I have not gone back to Alphaville, I think is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, here on a Spirit of Ecstasy, they, this is way noisier, way more off the wall than what White Ward was going for. Um, that being said, I still don't really care for this. How'd you feel about uh, okay. the, uh, the Hot for Teacher intro? What song was that on? Oh, you mean on the very first was song? Was that the yeah. first one? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I actually... That's all I, didn't I could even think know. about. <laughs> I did not... Now that you say that, I totally... Oh my God. Saying, but How I, did I miss that? <laughs> at the time, I, hold on. Give me, I'm listening to this right... I'm going to listen to this right now. Yeah, I literally put it on in like two seconds. Like, oh, yeah, obviously. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, uh, when I was listening to it, I didn't even think about that. But uh, gosh, I'll never be able to unhear that now. If on the off chance they actually hear this review, they'll never be able to unhear it either. (laughs) To be perfectly honest, though. (laughs) To be perfectly honest, there's a chance they did that on purpose. And if they didn't, that they would appreciate the comparison. I think this band could definitely uh, pull off something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I think if you didn't like the first album, then there's no way in hell that this album would change anything for you. Um, but for me, this this was confirmation that I really, really like this band. Yeah, okay. for me, no. Not on this no. one. I, I liked the last one, but this one, this was a no. Interesting. What did yeah, you... Yeah, um, what is it on this one that... Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of it's too dissonant throughout like i just they never ever pumped the brakes and gave me any like not even so much like a melody like anything melodic at all and i just uh this one was they went a little too far i think 
there's there's just it's just noise and dissonance and almost no song structure throughout the whole thing and and for me it's just a little too far in that direction for something that I'm going to be able to enjoy I think mm-hmm. that's that's fair I think they went a little more like King Crimsony in this one like a little more um, just experimental without much of a coherent structure um, it seemed like it was more just you know focused on the main instruments with a lot less of the uh, uh, the added stuff like the speakeasy jazz stuff that they had a couple of years ago yeah and I, I thought sonically it was very similar in a lot of ways but they definitely took out a lot of those um, more like traditional melodic elements on this one it's just kind of bare bones that shit avant-garde uh, rhythms with I wouldn't say there's no melody though I just think you're not going to really pick up on it unless you're already really into the music yeah, and I'm I mean gonna, there were there were there were elements I liked, and like like I I actually enjoyed the last track quite a bit. I, I, I'm definitely not writing it off. I I just think, um, man, yeah, for the first time in a long time with this album, I just really could not understand what they were trying to communicate through this music, and and so it made it hard for me to enjoy. It just, I I kind of get I I kind of see what they're going for, but I just. I couldn't get what they were trying to communicate, and so yeah, for my own personal enjoyment, I just wasn't doing it on this one. I don't think we're supposed to understand what they're trying to communicate. <laughs> I think that's this like transcends the, whole point. the mortal coil of music. <laughs> See, for me, I'm going to give a complaint very similar to uh, to Horse Lords, um, mm-hmm. and that like, yes, this is very like avant-garde and abrasive and noisy and complicated but why like what thing is going on here that gives me any reason to care about any of this like yeah cool you're doing really you're really playing with you know the notion of what of you know the lines of rock and jazz and metal and noise and it's like but but there's nothing worth listening to while you're doing that. You're it's it's a ex, it's a technical exercise, and I mean I think it's if if you're into that sort of thing of just like really technically challenging music, this could this could be very appealing to you. But there's no substance behind the technicality. I feel like for me that the big thing that I think was successful on their last album that I really enjoyed about the group was they were doing all this stuff, but I was also getting a vibe. I was getting this kind of, I don't know that it was super clear, but Alphaville at least gave me this like almost like fallout kind of post-apocalyptic jazz Very, very fallout. And and like I I dug it. It, There was was a very distinct vibe to the album, a very distinct kind of scenery to it almost that I really enjoyed, even if I wasn't necessarily like appreciating every single moment and every single little twist and turn, I, the overall picture that they painted was, was nice, even if I couldn't understand all the details. But with this one, I don't really have that like jazz counterpoint that I had so much on Alphaville where it's not quite giving me that kind of vibe, but also noise and harshness wise, it's not going as far in the direction of like, you know, like a Shaug or something where I'm getting that kind of vibe. So I'm kind of stuck in this middle area where it's like, like the noisiness and the harshness is just dissonant enough to not really be musical, but not dissonant enough, not dissonant enough to be like prurient. And so I'm kind of, I just, <laughs> uh, 
And I think the other thing for me too is I, I do think this one suffered a bit on the production. Um, like it's a little muffled. There's a lot, it, it kind of that wet blanket over everything sound it's, it's a little bit. It's just so hard to make to make out the individual yep. sound. I want to talk about I want to talk about production in a minute, but um, first of all, I, I, this is one of the rare cases where I really like a band, but I, I totally totally see where you guys are are coming from, and I I think. Um, yeah, what you said about Alphaville, Eric, I think it's spot on. That was a much more visual album, whereas this one, I think, really, it, it takes away some of that stuff and it goes deeper into the rabbit hole of just kind of what what, the, what makes the band the band. Um, and there's definitely a lot less like familiarity to latch onto on this one. Um, and as far as like the technical aspect of it... Um, yeah, I, I really don't care that much about, you know, like if a band does a lot of cool technical stuff, but their music isn't enjoyable, then I'm generally in your camp, Brandon. But for me, um, for whatever reason, I I love listening to this. Like, even without thinking about it, um, I just got really, really immersed in this one, as well as last year's album, or two years ago's album, which is probably a little yeah, and weird. We, and, and, and I can't say why. Times. Yeah. It's probably wow. similar, like to me with "We Used to Cut the Grass," where I'm like, "Why is this standing out to me? I have no idea, but it's doing it. It's working. <laughs> it's it yeah, strikes and- a nerve for me. Like it, it 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 touches some button that that I can't identify, <laughs> but it, like it feels like this this little this um, very niche tiny in niche. my in my uh, in my musical palette that I didn't know I had, and uh, for whatever reason, I just really really love this band. Yeah, I mean, and we've uh, we've said it countless times on like on this show with. With music like this, so many times it just comes down to, do you get engrossed in it? And that's ultimately, like, at least for me, how I got to the point where I could enjoy, like, harsh noise style music is um, is finding something that engrosses you. And and if you and for me, this just doesn't do that. And it because of that, it never gets past to the, okay, yeah, this is really noisy and chaotic and crazy and I don't give a shit. Uh, I wanted uh, to touch on the production. I know, Eric, you mentioned um, you felt like it had kind of like a wet blanket on it, like a kind of muffled yeah. type of thing. And I, I was the comment I was going to make, it's not necessarily that for me, but um, everything about this album, as well as last year's album to some degree, um, but I think even more so with this one, it felt like the entire soundscape was like trapped in like a little like bubble or cell and it was all extremely like inward facing um mm-hmm. and, I, and i don't know if there's a i don't think compressed is the right word at all to describe that it's more just like like this and it kind of matches their their style where this is an, an immense amount of uh, like tension and anxiety but it's all bottled up and there's never any release there's never any outward sonic release throughout the entire album and and i don't mean that as a complaint at all i actually think it's um I think it's a compliment. It's like a very interesting approach to sound and hard to pull off. And I think they pulled it off really well. Yeah. See, I, I don't particularly like it because um, for me, when it's something that this, this dissonant and this structureless, I would, I want to see more like advanced music production and sound creation techniques kind of on display. Like, and, and this is not necessarily a complaint about what they're doing, because I think what you're saying is valid, Ben. I'm just saying, like, for my personal enjoyment, typically with something that's this lack of structure, this chaotic, this noisy, I want to kind of sit there and pick apart the process, pick apart the sounds. 
And so, like, for example, you know, every guitar chord is crazy dissonant on this album, and I feel like if they turned the gain down where it was just on the edge of breakup or almost even, like, clean tones and stuff where I could sit there and really mm-hmm. listen and pick apart the chords and kind of try to analyze it, I think I would enjoy it. That's obviously not the kind of sound they're trying to make here, so I'm, I'm not complaining in that sense. I don't, I don't think, like, any of this is just, like, poor production quality or anything, but the sonic palette they went with here is not the kind of palette that's going to work for me on this kind of composition. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm not vibing with this one, where I did last year is, or two years ago, is the, the composition and the the kind of sound palette and the production are not working together in a way that I enjoy. I, I, I don't yeah. want to call this like a bad album or, or something like that, because I think this is just falling into the not-for-me-at-all kind of camp. And so it'll probably be unfairly rated on my list, just because... Yeah, for me, this one's not, this is not how I want to enjoy music at all, which I think they're probably expecting for a lot of people, you know? (laughs) I don't think these guys are thinking it's going to hit the radio. (laughs) Going going off what you said, like, I I definitely feel very similar, and, like, I didn't like the first one. I really don't like this one. Um, But this will be definitely, like, without a doubt, the lowest rated album that I actually do have quite a bit of respect for. Um, Because there's certainly doing something i don't yeah. want to have anything to do with it <laughs> but they're really doing something and at the end of the i at least respect that like i mean the I, typically the albums that go as low as where imperial triumphant went two years ago and this one might end up in a very similar position we'll, we'll have to see um like usually those are just albums that I think are just straight bad across the board and have very little redeeming qualities. Uh, this one I think has a ton of redeeming qualities. I just hate everything about this. <laughs> like it's just so not for me. Like it's just so completely not for me. Yeah, I mean you gotta this is definitely in in we're kinda rehashing, but I I think it's it bears making the distinction that this is not like a lack of effort or yeah, appealing to the lowest common denominator or a cash grab or any of that that would typically define bad art. You know, I know art is subjective, but you can kind of define bad art when people aren't making any kind of statement and are just in it for the money, just in it to churn shit out or, or making really low effort stuff. Trick. This is not... <laughs> this is not a bad art in that sense. This is just... this is This is a genuine high quality artistic statement that I just do not enjoy at all. I don't know, Eric. I mean, on this one, it seemed like they definitely were going a little more like for mass appeal. I mean, I thought um, Imperial Triumphant Goes Pop would have been an equally appropriate title for this one. (laughs) Like, all kidding aside, though, I would love to hear that. I wouldn't put it past it to to do an album called Imperial Triumphant Like Imperial Triumphant putting out a demo of like pop covers, like doing... A cover of like Levitate by Dua Lipa or like. Well, dude, I mean, uh, well, on that note, can we talk about the elephant in the room with uh, Mercurius Gilded? Uh, oh, is that the one with uh, Kenny G? That's the one with Kenny Fuck G. Fuck Kenny G for starting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Kenny G legit on this album? Yeah, that is yeah Kenny G is legitimately Kenny on this album. God damn it. <laughs> That's amazing. How would Kenny Have G you, even you... know about something like this? I'm pretty sure they just called him somehow, got a hold of him, and like, hey, you want to be in a song? 
I think and he being Kenny G is like yeah sure I've heard that Kenny G is actually like a very responsive dude on cameo like he's not cheap but his prices are reasonable and he'll like legit write sax solos for you on cameo okay now I'm curious <laughs> how much is Kenny G on cameo like affordable it's not cheap but it is affordable well he's did you guys happen to see the music video for that one I did not no because he's in the music video oh shit oh my god and it's no, it's great. Uh, the music video is like, um, uh, I think these guys are big Kubrick fans because the whole set of the music video looks like kind of a combination between Barry Lyndon and Eyes Wide Shut. It's like these, they're basically, the band is playing in this like, you know, Renaissance nobility, whatever type, uh, uh, like big house or castle. And there's like people playing cards and, and there's a violinist who's a gimp and Kenny G is in there and everyone's in like a mask and Kenny G's in a mask too as he plays the sax. I'm gonna have to check this out. So I, I, I typed Imperial Triumphant cameo. Kenny G into YouTube, and the first thing was Imperial Triumphant Kenny G Reddit <laughs> as the YouTube search, and I'm like, what is the YouTube search? <laughs> Why are people searching for Reddit on YouTube? I I don't so, understand. Kenny G on Cameo of uh, a personalized video is three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, an advertisement for your brand is a thousand dollars. And a live how chat long? video is ten fifty. Oh, so thousand dollars, one thousand fifty bucks. So, okay. do you guys want to put a thousand dollars together and get Kenny G to advertise for our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst idea I've, I've ever heard come from your mouth. That, that's actually like, <laughs> if if I cared to try to market this steaming pile of garbage, I mean. That's if not we, the worst way to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a pretty respectable way. Uh, but yeah. And and how many how many seconds of like advertising is um, that like a minute or? I don't know exactly how it works. Just a, like a business, like uh, a marketing video is what it says. So. I mean, every time uh, I mean, I've seen not a Kenny G cameo posted, it's he's put a good effort in. So. Like I. No, I mean, I mean, it's a thousand dollars. You better put in at least some effort. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like a lot of celebrities really. That's just also rip you not off, not you know? an un. That's not an unreasonable price. Like if 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 it's Kenny G and he puts forth an effort, like I feel like a thousand dollars is a very fair asking price. Yeah, no, I'm. Especially if you're a business, like it's one thing for us, but like if you, if you're like a local business and like I don't know, that yeah, seems like if like, I were like not the worst deal in the if world. If I was like Chicago music store, I'd. Pay a thousand dollars to have Kenny G adver advertise and make a commercial I mean, out of it. That's like the exact appropriate amount of money for his level of celebrity. <laughs> like the, the dude is delivering fair market value. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go on the street and you ask like people, like, "Have you heard of Kenny G?" Like, "Do you know who Kenny G is?" I bet you the vast majority would. I but feel like, like how many would recognize him very... without his saxophone, though. I mean, his hair's pretty distinctive, too. That's true. See, I think he's definitely, like, one of those guys, like, most people have at least heard the name, but yeah. would also never be able to pick him out, like, in a, in a stand-up. That's probably true. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So this anyway, is, I think, the best best Kenny G feature since uh, since, uh, since Jesus Kanye? is King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people do you think have uh, have featured on both an Imperial Triumphant and a Kanye album? It can't be a very I, long list. I think it's Kenny G, man. It's probably it's just, just, Kenny, just G. Kenny G. Does that make Kenny G the GOAT? <laughs> <laughs>
it's it's gotta if he wasn't already before he is now yeah, I mean, rap and metal argument. saxophonist I mean, he just really has to compete with that one guy in White Ward for that title. So <laughs> <laughs> that is not a very oh man, big we're gonna list. we're gonna fight over White Ward throughout the year, I'm sure. Uh, See, I will. The reason I prefer White Ward to this is because White Ward does have the musical structure, and and I think that structure helps with the blending they're doing. This one really is just like they threw atmospheric black metal and free jazz into a blender and the see the, the the problem for me is white word i did kind of like the jazz parts but for me it's that it didn't blend at all like they had the jazz parts and then they just went back to that awful just screeching vocals and it like it to me it just didn't synthesize anything whereas this like i don't know what you want to call this like jazz metal or technical Death jazz or whatever you want I like to term this. I like technical ja- that death jazz personally. Very, but... very well descriptive of this, actually. <laughs> but but for me, this is like its own thing. Like there's no I don't even view this as like a blend. It's just like that's what it is. And it, I I don't know. Yeah, I you're either gonna you're either gonna respond to it or you're not. I, I not yeah, like I said, I will here. definitely retract my whiteboard Imperial Tribe comparisons after this. Because they are it's like, yeah, they both have some metal. saxophone, but beyond yeah, that, they are like, both metal-ish and jazz-ish, and that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. But, oh, but uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, this one, despite me having a strong dislike for it, I would would highly recommend this if you're into the weirder things. Yeah, yeah I mean, I if you give it a try for sure, and uh, I wouldn't. You might hate it, but it's worth checking out. I would not start here as like. The gateway to Imperial Triumph. This is probably not if you not your first starting point for weird music, but it's a great but intro if you're to into metal. weird music. Yeah, I think this is a good uh, good shout. Yeah, this one you might need like you might need to do have some prerequisite listening before you enjoy this one. I think you need to have a lot of prerequisites for this album. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's at the very least highly intriguing, and I respect that. Yeah, I mean, I I got to give him credit for doing doing something unique, different, and intriguing. I mean, even if if it's not for me, you, you know, it is it is real and legitimate art that is just not art that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ben, do you, I feel like you like this, so I feel like you should get the the final statement here. No, I mean, um, I'm really glad uh, we came back to these guys, and uh, unlike a couple. You know, another metal band that comes to mind. These guys actually delivered this year, so um, glad uh, glad they were seem to be consistent in their output. Um, and yeah, this is definitely one of the best albums I've heard in a while uh, wow. on this show. So I'm, yeah, at the moment it's pretty high for me. Yeah, that does I mean, not surprise me. I would definitely be coming back to these guys. Like I'd be all down to to hear another album from them because it's definitely something. I feel like eventually they're gonna come out with something that clicks with me. I I I hope they do at least. I I feel like the odds are good. Um, but yeah. Um, so our next album we have a uh, God's Country uh, by Chat Pile. Um, and so this one definitely gonna have a little bit of build up to it. Um, so I came across these guys. They were being talked about a lot in the Fantano subreddit. Unsurprisingly. Um, yeah, that well, makes perfect these guys, fucking sense. If you've heard these guys, it would be unsurprising. Um, because they were kind of being touted as uh, daughters-like 
band. Um, and after everything that happened with Daughters, I'm super down for a band that sounds like Daughters and isn't them. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was like, for purely selfish reasons. I mean, it's a, it, it's a messed up situation because we, you know, yeah, um, anyone for, who listens to music has dealt with an artist who has been revealed to be uh, an the, absolute uh, monster. Yeah. Um, for this those one of is, you uh, who yeah. are unaware of what happened uh, with Daughters, uh, Lingua Ignota, or, or Kristen Hader, I should say, aka Lingua Ignota, um, and the lead singer of Daughters, Alexis Marshall, were in a relationship for a while, um, and then it came out probably like a year or so ago that um, Alexis Marshall was a, I'll say, a violently abusive monster, um, and I'll kind of leave it at that. Um, if you want the details, you can find it. I believe it's still up on her uh, Twitter account if you look for it. Um, and yeah, and he was just a really disgusting person. And then in it, and after Chris Nader came out with what happened to her, um, a couple more people came forward with stories um, backing up what she was saying about Alexis Marshall. And, and on the other side of this, the guitarist for Daughters, um, whose name... Yeah, they had some really shady... Is um... escaping me right now. Let me look it up really quick. Um, it's some really shady like Nick something Nick Sadler defenses of yeah he came out and said like basically long lines of like Kristen Hader owes her career to daughters and this is how she repays them and a lot of really disgusting things like that and then it turns out that there more people came out with accusations of abuse and sexual violence towards Nick Sadler as well um so yeah it's a gigantic really fucked up situation you know you know absolutely I'm, I'm not a judge or a jury of their peers but it ain't looking good chief you know <laughs> yeah and and we definitely discussed because we had talked very highly of daughter's music in the past we had brought up do we want to talk about this do we want to touch on this and at least for me we kind of voted not to to a degree because i mean i don't really have anything more to add than don't rape people and if you do you're a sack of shit you know should not be a controversial take right there guys you know yeah i, I yeah and like um, what else is there to say i mean yeah obviously these are accusations in the public sphere they're not convicted in a court of law but every evidence indicates that they're credible and the behavior kind of indicates they're credible so you know sounds like they're they're sacks of shit sorry yeah, and we definitely have no reason to doubt right Oh, uh, to to doubt um, what Chris Nader said about Alexis. So I mean, they acted pretty damn guilty in the aftermath. So yeah, yeah that, the, the actions of the the band afterward were incredibly uh, revealing. It's like thought. right out of the abuser's playbook. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, you owe us is like the absolute worst response to something like that. And the rest uh, of the I mean, members, yikes. as far as I know, have not said anything about it, which is. Not a great look, but I will say it's probably the legally safe thing to do. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I would be a little bit afraid for my, uh, you know, legal safety if I were them. Probably yeah. merited, but also, you know, condemning rape is a pretty low bar. 
You know, that's yeah. that's about yeah. below the floor levels of low. <laughs> Shouldn't be hard to say that one. So if you're having a hard time, it's going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what else to say. That's seems credible. So, you know, fuck those guys. Yeah. So fuck those guys. Fuck daughters, um, which is also why we've kind of been referring to them as the band that must not be named for a little bit now. Um, Real crop of certified assholes. Yeah. Well, the tough, the weirdest thing, and not the weirdest thing, but the, you know, I, there's been, you know, things like this with artists in the past, but this one for me was a little unique because it's a band that I got into fairly recently and then had, you know, this whole revelation come to light. So I haven't really dealt with this without like a current band before. And I think it, it made it a little tougher. You know, I haven't really gone back and listened to them at all since then. Um, just because I, I don't really have a desire to. Um, and I miss their music. Like, mm -hmm. uh, their music was phenomenal. I still love it. Um, I don't know. I just kind of get kind of sick feeling when I think about putting them on. And at this point, I'd, you know, so the fact when, when these guys came along, it was like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I hope I can enjoy that style of sound without the, uh, the baggage that yeah. comes with it. Um, yeah, I, I just one last thing I, I want to add is like we've always talked about separating the art from the artist, um, and I do I do stand by that. I Means how I listen to Mayhem. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, and for me, this one's just a bit harder because it's this one. It's it's basically impossible for me to separate daughters from the people, and like what like the topics of their music very much play into who they are as people and. It's just really difficult for me personally uh, to separate the two. Um, it might be, I might be able to separate them at some point in the future, but at least for right now, I just can't, can't separate the two. Um, but yeah, um, oh, is there anything more you guys really want to add to uh, this? No, that's about it. Not particularly. Yeah. Fuck Daughters, fuck Lexus Marshall in particular. Um yeah, and we'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, but yeah, now as far as um, chat pile uh, themselves. So when I listened to this album, I listened to this a couple of times, um, and it was really weird for me because while I was listening to it, literally the entire time I was like flip-flopping back and forth between, man, this is... A really good like noisy sludgy metal album and I love this and then I would immediately go like wait no this is just a shameless daughter's ripoff and I can't quite figure out how I ultimately feel about it but I know it's one of those two things reminds me a lot of Saint Anger Ooh, oh that is not a not a positive Ooh. statement I feel Ooh. like the riffs would belong on that album. <laughs> At least it doesn't have that God for wow. steel drum. That was... I was not expecting that uh, acerbic of a, of a shot. <laughs> I will say, if they got rid of that steel drum on St. Anger, the album would be way better. Oh, it would still suck, though. It's it not even be. a steel drum. They just turned the snares off on their snare drum. <laughs> Really? They didn't even use an actual steel drum for that? No, they just reached down, turned the snares off, and recorded a whole fucking album like that. <sighs> how much you want to bet... Determines my death style! How much you want to bet, like, Lars accidentally did that and didn't know how to turn it back? 
And like the rest of the members were just like fucking with him and just let him go the entire time. Couldn't admit that he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Why does my snare drum sound feel fucked? <laughs> um, if he even noticed. No, I mean, I think the vocal performance is really solid on this album and there are some good moments, but it just, it kind of, for me, failed to create like the overall environment that makes this kind of thing good. Um, like, yeah, just the overall vibe wasn't quite doing it for me. Why do people have to live outside? I've never heard an industrial <laughs> track about homelessness from an outsider's perspective before, so, you know, that was new. <laughs> and, like, honest, for me, that song in particular, and it's kind of a problem with the whole rest of the album, is it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's just so ass. stupid. What a dumb statement to and make. And it doesn't have the atmosphere to back it up for me. Ben, you seem shocked and appalled. <laughs> well, let's see. So I listened to Imperial Triumphant first, and um, and I thought, wow, this is you know really really good to have an album that I really really like, and this one's going to go high. And and, um, and then I listened to this one, and for me, um, this is the album. I think that I've been waiting for for a while this year. Um, I predict this will be quite high in my list. Quite high. Um, this is the week that we have uh, this, the album I've been waiting for and St. Anger comparison on the same review. <laughs> <laughs> this one really did it for me. Um, I, I don't see it as a daughter's ripoff, although there the, the comparisons are are definitely there. I mean, a lot of similarities for sure. Um, but I think this one does the production in a in a significantly different way than Daughters and the songwriting and just the overall tone to me is different enough that um, to me it was never an issue. Um, the similarity never, never really um, went over into the um, infringement. Uh, category for me at all. I I think this is its own thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just think this album hits really hard and it's super, super fun to listen to. And it's totally unhinged, but in a more, I think, humorous way. And it's, uh, I don't know, man. I just thought the way they put the sound together on this one was, was really well done. It was kind of a, a really good thing to put and juxtapose with Imperial Triumphant because, um, you know, with Imperial, it kind of talked about the really condensed, uh, bottled up sound uh, style to the sound. And for me, this one was the exact opposite, where it was that very outward, powerful explosion of sound. And um, I think it works really, really, really well with this type of music. It sounds garagey, but also, you know, pretty carefully cultivated. It doesn't have that persistent bam, 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 bam that Daughters had where it just like hits you over the head repeatedly throughout the entirety. This one actually had a little bit of space to breathe, and I think they did a really good job of that. Well, we have a, another um, Mystere and Kinsey on our hands, because I genuinely have like, zero <laughs> fucking clue what you're talking about on this album. Like, I, I, yeah, I have, I, I don't, especially when you say like this doesn't get to the point of infringement because there's there is one one influence on this album and that is daughters and there is absolutely nothing else and it's 
at its worst parts, which is to me like a solid half this album, it is daughters without any of the atmosphere or any of the intrigue that makes that album so great. I, I, yeah, I, I struggled at times with this album to even get through it because how bad of a ripoff it is at times, in my opinion. Um, but I will follow that up with this album does have some really interesting peaks. Uh, Slaughterhouse being one of the, the opening track where it is just this really intriguing, very noisy, sludgy metal uh, that I think there's a lot of potential in that. But they they just, in my opinion, fail so spectacularly to maintain that throughout the album. Man, and then here's me thinking that it's a inspired but not rip-off, competent but not exciting noise rock album. <laughs> we got this, this is a controversial one in this, this group. Is a- I don't I think Brandon's being overly harsh because he's comparing it too hard to daughters and I then I mean I, maybe I that's it. Maybe I just wanted this to I wanted the feeling I got when I listened to Daughters the first time on this album. Maybe if I hadn't actually, well, and I I take that. But if I if I hadn't heard the daughters comparisons before this one, I still would be like, no, this is just fucking a corny daughters ripoff at times. Yeah, but daughters would not end an album on grimace smoking weed. JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely fucking Denzel Curry movies. would though. Denzel Curry would be all over that shit. <laughs> I also kind of got some Kanye vibes off. I don't care if I burn. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like I could see Kanye doing this. Kanye goes... Oh my God, you're so right. That's the second time today where I didn't pick it up when I heard it, but like hearing it now, it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I I would be like, for me, this is a, yeah, if you're into the genre, this is a pretty decent shout, but I wouldn't really branch out of your normal listing to hear it. I don't know, man. This was just such a fun listen for me. They're not fun's the wrong word. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not pleasant. I'm not trying to say it's pleasant because it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, look, I'm not going to deny the the incredible sonic similarities to daughters. I mean, it's. I mean, that would just be lying. I mean, they're, yeah, they're definitely be lying. heavily exactly. influenced. That's that's for sure, a hundred percent, full stop. They're heavily influenced. Yeah. I, I guess for me, like, like, I don't know if there are other things in this particular subgenre of music that also sound like this. Like, I, like, if it's the case that there's this band and there's Daughters, and they're the only bands that kind of sound like that, that I'm more inclined to say, yeah, this band just copied their style totally. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm ignorant on. On other like other other bands that have this similar thing or is it re- truly just the case that they heard daughters and they're like hey we want to sound like that i don't know i don't know the answer to that question and, and until i'm in that position to say that i'm just gonna i'm just gonna enjoy the music for now i mean i i'm not gonna i judge them for like they're in well i don't i can't really judge them for their intentions because i have no idea what those intentions are i'm just gonna judge this at what this album sounds like and that to me sounds like an album that is half comprised of corny daughters 
Also, if there's one band in the world that I wouldn't mind another artist just completely stealing everything they ever did and continuing to make good music with it, it's Daughters. (laughs) 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 I see nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I mean, maybe if they just did it better. (laughs) If they just did it better, maybe. I think the the um, kind of the uh, the themes and the and the feeling on this one, even though sonically it's similar to me, this is very different. This is much more the uh, like Reddit meme version of daughters. Like if you took that sound and you just just kind of made fun of it in a way and and did it less seriously, I think that's kind of what this would sound like. It's it is it's Gen Z. I mean, even though. That's already kind of Gen Z era, but yes, that's totally what it is. But, I mean, for me, this music, it's just, how do you make music that's, like, so simultaneously dark and not serious at all at the same time? But also, it feels... That's what I like Also, like, they're trying to be very serious at times as well. Like... I don't know, like, it. this style of music does not lend itself towards not taking yourself seriously to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't on paper, but I don't know, I thought they pulled it off. Like, it's very of just, a mockery of it's it. It's really stupid it. and edgy, and yeah, it is making a mockery of it, but that, I don't know. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think if you pull it off, you can kind of do anything. And for me, they pulled it off. Although it'd be, uh, I wouldn't put it past in a couple of years of coming out that the, the lead singer has like a basement full of cat skeletons or something like that. Oh, of grimace skeletons and bongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Also, uh, the lead singer's name here is Reagan Bush, spelled R A Y G U N, and Bush like Anheuser Bush. So I mean, you gotta. That's not. You gotta real. give him credit for that. This band That's needs to sponsor real. a NASCAR. Is it really? That's gotta be a stage name, right? That oh no, it's it's to it's totally a state it's totally a stage name, but it's a good stage name. Yeah, Randy Rules is apparently his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> the drummer's name is Captain Ron. <laughs> and the the guitarist is Luther Manhole. <laughs> <laughs> See, how could you not like that? The bass player is just named Stin. I don't think they're taking themselves too seriously, guys. They're clearly not. <laughs> they have an EP called uh, Remove Your Skin, Please. <laughs> oh, man. That, that actually kind of makes I'm me all, appreciate it I'm more. all with it. That, that makes me more on board. See, for me, like, those those two perspectives are just so completely, are, are just complete antithesis of each other, and it just does not work out at all, in my opinion. I definitely didn't hate it. I mean, I, I don't know that I would seek it out, but I certainly didn't hate it. So, I will, half this album I enjoyed, and it honestly might even be, like, every other song. I don't know about it, like, <laughs> directly every other song. But, um, but like I said, uh, Slaughterhouse, I really enjoyed. I think it, Wicked Puppet Dance was another one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was, was one that of my it? favorites. And Anywhere, the song after it, I also really liked. But yeah, like, there were there were multiple songs in here that I did really enjoy, and I do think 
shows a lot of potential, and I think there's something there, but this so isn't it for me. How do you feel about both this and Imperial Triumphant being in the top 20 albums of the year? I'm okay with Imperial Triumphant. I, I don't agree with this one. Like, Imperial Triumphant was at, was incredibly intriguing all the way throughout. This one, I think people are hyping up because they want to listen to Daughters without listening to Daughters. I, I just, yeah, I don't if know. If Alexis I, Marshall yeah, wasn't I mean, a complete uh, scumbag, uh, nobody would give uh, a shit about these dudes. I, gosh, that's... I hate that I agree with that statement, but I, I, have, to, I have to find myself agreeing with that statement. I, th- I, I think also got to like say, this, I love this but... comment on Rate Your Music. Bands that have listened to Swans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a little unfair, but also very true. <laughs> it's more true than it is unfair. The, is this the birth of the genre of Fantano core? The official genre? I mean... I'm sure that's already existed in some form or another. I'm not sure what exactly that is, but I would wager to bet that Fantano Core has existed long before Fantano himself has existed. Pretentious takes about ordinary music is always universe. in vogue. I mean, it's it's been called different things over the years: Fantano Core, Mew Core, Rate Your Music Core. Basically, it's it's court as Eric likes to call it, court sniffer music. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. This is like trashiest cork sniffing though this is like box wine cork sniffing no this is crack sniffing butt plug sniffing music <laughs> I'm, I'm all for <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> this was a bizarre episode guys <laughs> I'm so glad we all we all disagreed in different ways this time yeah. too. this was a great this harkens back to the early days of this when show. I had time to sit in for one episode and we picked this one perfect yeah, we picked a good one. Oh, this is the most we've disagreed in a long time. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like, I I don't necessarily want to say I don't see how you like this so much. Because it's not that. It's just... This just completely... Like I said, just half the time just so misses the mark for me. And yeah, I, I just couldn't really get out of my head of Weird Al Yankovic doing a daughter's parody. <laughs> Why do people have to sleep outside? <laughs> like, I think that's really what it is. It's like if Weird Al did daughters, and I'm just not not on board with that. How could you not be on board with that? That sounds like something you'd love. Because it would sound like shit. <laughs> Like this, this album does half the time. Oh, I don't. That being said, I would definitely listen to it. (laughs) Weird Al did a parody. Yeah, I. If you want to listen to Daughters without listening to Daughters, this isn't a bad way of doing it. But. I there's just so much else I'd rather listen to than spend my time on this. But that being said, there's definitely a lot of potential here, and I hope that they that in the future, because I would I definitely want to hear more from these guys. But I, and I really hope they diversify their sound a bit in the future. 
I think if this band, no, I, I, as much as I liked it, I think if this band can pull this type of sound off, um, they could probably pull off a lot of other stuff. So I can't wait to see which band they rip off next. <laughs> next, they're going to rip off uh, Greta Van Fleet. And we'll do it distinctly enough that it will be a Greta Van Fleet <laughs> rip off and not a Led Zeppelin rip off. <laughs> Oh man, Greta Van Fleet came on in the gym the other night, and they even had like the music video for uh, for a Highway song. Like, oh god, this is that the one that looks exactly like a Led Zeppelin music video shot in the year twenty eighteen? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm good on this. Yeah, I can't recommend it. I would if you're into noise rock. Listen to it. It's it's great. It's uh it's gonna be a top five album of the year. Fan, good stuff. God, you pick such terrible albums for your top five. <laughs> Man, sitting You're in front jealous. of Japanese breakfast. You're just. I can hear. I can. <laughs> we all like that album. <laughs> that is true. It's a good album. Definitely not number one though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was in the top ten, like average. <sighs> I think it actually it was exactly. Might have been the average. I know I didn't have it in my top ten. I didn't either. Number one, bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. I hope Aronsi Pazuzu drops an album this year. That'd be great. Let's go for the the double whammy. Oh my god, more drama. Is it, is it as fun to fight about the same band twice? It's still really fun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy yeah, it. I enjoy it. All right. Well, um, yeah, like it's. It's, it is what it is, and I, I really don't think they're trying all in to all do one of, anything else. All in all, one of the best weeks uh, cumulatively for two albums we've had, potentially in the history of the show, so I'm glad I got to spend it with you guys. This week was hot trash. A very average week in noisy metal music. <laughs> Hi. We Hi. One Quality. average and one trash. Oh. The best part is you guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll about do it for this one. Next up, we got uh, uh, Naked Flames. Oh and... yeah. Yeah, Naked Flames uh, with their new album uh, Miracle and Transit revisiting Naked Flames. Uh, we checked them out last year. Yeah, last year. Twenty-four-seven-three-sixty-five. And, uh, and JD Beck. Um. Who? Uh, I don't think any of us. Oh, I, I know I hadn't heard of them. Then I just heard that like they're like a jazz duo that um, is on Anderson Pack's label. I'm like, oh, well, I'll check that out. I think I've seen them on Kenny Beats Twitch stream doing jazz. Okay. Yeah, I was not familiar with them until I listened to them. So uh, yeah, excited to talk about them. Yeah, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that. So thank you all very much for listening and uh, uh, come. And uh, come back next week for those guys. Uh, so thank you very much, and have a good night.